following the regulations which were in place from Boxing Day on the 6th of January 2021, the whole nation entered into the third lockdown. This sermon was preached on the 24th of January. It was preached as a live-streamed service of morning prayer, where only myself and my wife were present in the church. You are listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Path with your preacher Samuel S. Thorpe. May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I wonder what has been on your minds lately. Perhaps the obvious contender would be the ongoing pandemic, though I suspect that we are each impacted by this in different ways. Some are concerned for those they know who have COVID, whether they are isolating and resting at home, or whether they have been hospitalized. Others are worried about finances and job security, or are struggling to find work to support themselves and their families. Some of you will be helping your children or grandchildren with their schoolwork as they study as best as they can from home. We are certainly keeping an eye on the travel restrictions, having twice had flights to see family cancelled by the lockdowns. Some of you have begun receiving your vaccinations, while many of you are still waiting to be contacted in order to receive an appointment. Or maybe you're waiting for a non-COVID-related medical treatment or delayed operations. Perhaps in these days of much reduced social contact, you have been focusing on the news each day, paying attention to the latest briefings from number 10, or even following the twists and turns of the American political scene. And then of course, there's the perpetually dynamic drama of Brexit and all of its implications and consequences. Maybe though, these things are not uppermost on your mind. Maybe after the last couple of years of being barraged from every side about contentious issues, you've studiously and perhaps wisely tuned it all out to focus on making the most of life, going for walks, enjoying novels, listening to music, and appreciating the blessings that each day brings, wherever they might be found. I believe it's important to ask the question, and so I'll ask it again. What's been on your mind lately? And related to that, how are you doing spiritually? I've been speaking with people from all around the world and from different chapters of my life, and it's a topic which has been cropping up time and time again. In a world where everything seems so uncertain and where rhythms, traditions and habits have been disrupted, how do we maintain our spiritual lives? The simple answer, even amongst some deeply committed Christians that I know, is that it has been difficult. Not even the clergy are immune to the sense of spiritual weariness that has resulted from our being unable to meet for worship together. 
But I wonder if our gospel passage for today might help us to reimagine and reinterpret our sense of spiritual tiredness. It was that well-known story from John chapter 2 of Jesus at the wedding of Canaan. We hear that Jesus was there with his mother and his disciples, together with the bride and groom and with all of the community. They were celebrating and feasting. Things were going well, and yet over to the side, the servants were beginning to get a tad anxious. They alone could see what was coming. The wine is running out. We can imagine them walking around the tables, filling up people's cups with the last drops of wine, and wondering what's going to happen next. The party still goes on, but slowly the cups, no longer being refilled, would run dry. And what will happen then? Could it be that this is akin to the situation in which we have found ourselves? While our services continued and we could maintain our usual patterns and rhythms of faith, receiving the Eucharist, we found ourselves fed with the bread and wine and nourished by Jesus who refilled the cup of our faith to help us through the coming weeks. And yet with the disruption of lockdowns, are we finding ourselves nursing our wine and slowly our cup runs dry? Mary notices the servant's fear and tells Jesus they have run out of wine. She brings the servants to Jesus and tells them to do whatever he tells them. And he tells them to fill six stone jars used for the Jewish rites of purification with water. And they filled them right up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it had come from, Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Our story has moved in three stages. First, Mary notices the problem, and she brings it to Jesus' attention. Second, the servants do what Jesus commands them and fills the stone jars with water. And then, and only then, the steward tastes the water, only to find it has become wine, without his knowledge that it had ever been water. We are aware of our problem, and so we should follow the example of Mary and the servants. We should bring our problem to Jesus and be prepared to do what he tells us. And what he tells us to do is not go and find wine. He doesn't give us money to go and procure more wine from elsewhere. But rather, he commands us to prepare water. Water may well be precious in that we all need water to live and to wash, but compared to wine, it's hardly festive, is it? And no matter how you try and square the circle, water is most decidedly not wine, 
and it is not going to keep the wedding party going. And I think that this is where we find ourselves at the present time, faced with the command of Jesus to faithfully prepare water. That is, we have to do what we can. That's why these services are being live streamed and viewed from each of our own homes. We all know and recognize that it's not the same as meeting together in church to worship, but it's something. It's not like the wine of the Eucharist, but it is like water. Each of us are living out our own spiritualities and our own walk with God as best we can. We're each preparing water. And even when we can gather together again, the truth is that we will still be preparing water. Because the miracle of the water turning into wine is the miracle of God taking that which has been faithfully prepared and offered by the servants and by his grace, turning it into wine. Because this happens by the grace of God, this can happen for us in our own spiritual lives, even while we wait to be able to gather together again. Our old rhythms may have been disrupted, and we should seek to resume worshipping together when we can. But if we discipline ourselves afresh, to prepare the waters of faith by reading our Bibles and offering our prayers to God, especially including in our prayers whatever it is that is on our minds in these times, then we may find ourselves surprised by the blessings that God will bring us. Our spiritual lives may have been impacted by the turbulence of this season, but we can still flourish in his presence because it is God who makes his glory known, who hallows his name here on earth as it is in heaven. And this is where our passage from Revelation is an encouraging reminder. We hear the voice of a great multitude, like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of mighty thunder peals crying out, Hallelujah! And then the angel said, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. At these words, John fell at the feet of the angel to worship him before being chastised. You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you. Worship God. I would encourage you to take these words seriously. Angels as much as I love them, are not God, nor is anything else which is not God. And our worship, our focus, and our attention should always be on him. This is why I asked, what's on your mind lately? For however good angels are, however good vaccines are, however good your politics are, the only object of worship should be the God who turns our waters into wine, the Lamb who, for our sakes, was slain and rose again, that we might be blessed as those who are invited to the heavenly feast, to the marriage supper of the Lamb. For as Psalm 23 says to the Lord, 
Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So let us, in the midst of the world's problems, bring our problems to Jesus. Let us be prepared to do as he tells us, even when that looks as unexpected and mundane as preparing water. For when our faithful obedience encounters the presence of his most wonderful grace, the cup of the wine of our faith, which has been running dry, shall runneth over to the glory of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.